Are you guys messing me up over there? <laughs> all right. Good morning, everyone. It's so great to be here today, and thank you for all you online. Uh, uh, you couldn't brave the snow, but that's all right. We'll speak to you online. Speak to you online. Uh, last week we talked about Romans chapter eight, um, and uh, you know, as uh, in in this little, in the bulletin, you might have read Victory in Jesus Part Two, and it says Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who are called, who've been called according to his purpose. Um, but as, as we've been studying, I'm just reading what I wrote here in the uh, bulletin. But as we have been studying chapter 8 in Romans, God's word truly is speaking to us. Just to give you an idea, an example. Martin Luther, a German priest, theologian, author, and central figure of the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s, said that Romans chapter 8 is the most important chapter in the whole Bible. So that's, that's truth. You can, you t- <laughs> and David Jeremiah even went so far as to say Romans chapter uh, 8, 28 is the most important verse in the whole Bible. Well, I can't make those claims, you know, because those guys are way smarter than I am. But uh, I do know they're very important scriptures, and uh, it's pretty cool to, to talk and study them. Um, but I, I would encourage you to read Nicholas's Corner of Wisdom on the back. Because it's far better than any corner of wisdom that I've ever written. And so it's really, really good. So use this uh, bulletin. It's, got, it's loaded with stuff in it. And uh, so we're, um, last week we talked about uh, Romans chapter 8. We studied uh, verses 1 through 17. And just, re- just going to remind you of the key points that I brought out last week. Uh, uh, number one, there is no condemnation when we are in Christ. You know, that's probably that first verse in Romans uh, should just light your fire as you reach chapter 8. Because, I mean, that's just the best guarantee we could ever have. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Flat out. Okay, if you're in Christ, there's no condemnation. There's nobody can stand against you. There's no, you know, Satan has no chance against you. When you were in Christ, you were guaranteed eternal life, and there's no doubt about it. Number two, uh, when we are in Christ, the Holy Spirit gives life. You know, when you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit gives you life. You know, that, that's what we talked about last week. It's incredible life. And number three, a righteous life has to be led by the Spirit. And that was last week. A righteous life has to be led by the Spirit. Um, you know, because if you're not being led by the Spirit, you're not living a righteous life. Okay? You've got to be led by the Spirit. Christ has to be in you. Number four, you have not the Spirit. I mentioned that last week, and that's a terrible thing to think about. But if you have not the Spirit, all you got to do is open the Bible and start reading it, and, and God might give you the Spirit. You know, so that's, that we talked about that, least. Uh, but, but, number five, I said, but you have the Spirit. You know, that's so exciting. Uh, take it, you know, I said, take a deep breath, you have the Spirit. You know, breathe it in, you have the Spirit. Uh, number six the, six, the Spirit has you. Okay, just when you think you got it all, I'm sorry, the Spirit has you. He's in charge, not you. The Spirit has you, and it sort of boils down to this in verse 6, and I want to look at verse 6 of chapter 8. I don't know if I gave you that, Nick, or not, but that's, I did? Awesome, awesome. So number six, verse 6 says, the mind governed by the flesh, hear this, is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So I think if I had to boil it down simply for everybody, that's verse 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death. Okay, you're going to die. You're not going to go to heaven. You're going to go to eternal hell. If you, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace forever and ever. Right? 
Amen. I hope someone says amen to that because that's, I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> so, so it's exciting studying this because it's so easy. When you're led by the Spirit, it's just like flows. It just like flows. You get so excited. You know, it's, it's true. Uh, and uh, so 828 says, 828 says, and we know, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, a great scripture, a great scripture. Um, and you, you might notice that, and uh, my key point number one is, 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 and we know, and we know, right? 828 says, and we know that in all things, all things, think of, think of this point like this, but we, but we know with divine knowledge, you're inspired by the Holy Spirit. You know with divine knowledge that the Holy Spirit is living in you. You have divine knowledge. It's the Word of God. You have divine knowledge. I'm sorry, you guys are all super duper smart because you have divine knowledge. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. It's, it's, and we know that, right? We know it. We've got to be convinced of that. Um, uh, and the, you know, there's no doubt in my mind, in yours, that uh, you, you're being led by the Spirit. Uh, God will work out everything in your life for his purpose, right? Everything in your life. Read 8, 31 through 32. <clears throat> Romans 8, 31 through 32. Here we go. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Whew. And he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And I want you to notice that for a minute. Do you see the part where it says, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Right? Along with Jesus. You got Jesus and he's graciously giving you all things. You got a double whammy right there. You got Jesus and you got the grace. You know, I just noticed that and it was just so exciting. In you know, verse 31, what can I say if God is for us, who, is, who can be against us? You know, I mean, it does, it, you know, but it gets even better. 32 says, you notice what 32 says. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Not only that, you know, if he is for us, who can be against us, but he's, he's, he spared his own son, forgave our sins on the cross, saved us eternally. He gives us all things, and he gives us his amazing grace and his son Jesus. How can it get any better than that? Do you believe what we're reading? Yes. We all know God gave his son Jesus Christ for all who believe, but do you believe? You know, you've got to believe. He will graciously give all things. Paul really wants us to understand and know. Read with me Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 5. Here we go. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy. <clears throat> we got five coming up. There we go. And blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Um, you know, we know that to be true. We know that's a fact. Um, 
in, like who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You know, he blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ right now. You know, it's amazing in the scriptures and how they speak to you. Um, uh, and we know. So what do you know? <laughs> Paul gives us a knowledge test. Read 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 3. Here's the spiritual knowledge test. Um, now about food sacrificed to idols. We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Right? But knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. Sort of a tongue twister right there. But, but 3 says, but whoever loves God is known by God. So God knows you. You love God, he knows you. <laughs> he knows you. That's, that's exciting. You know, and again, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. You know, I think, think that's such a key thing. And, uh, you know, so what am I saying? You, you may have a lot of knowledge. You might even have a lot of knowledge in God's holy word. But you know what? You might be a noisy gong. You got so much knowledge. Huh? You can quote the scripture. You uh, know exactly what to say to everybody, but you can be just a noisy gong without that love of God that builds up instead of puffing yourself up, you know, and that's so important. Um, uh, verse 3, but whoever loves God is known by God. You know, I love that one. Um, next point is uh, God causes all things. Romans eight twenty eight again. And we know, I'm going to repeat this several times so you get it. Okay, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Um, you know, notice, God works for the good. Notice that. God is the one who works out everything for our good. I can work as hard as I want. I can, you know, I'm, I can work 70 hours a week. I can do this. I can, I can coach a championship softball. None of that matters because I'm not doing it for God's purpose. You know, if I'm giving glory to God as I work, if I'm giving glory to God or whatever I may be doing, now that matters. That matters. That matters. So God is working for our good. You know, it's got to be that way. Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless, wordless groans. I like to hear those wordless groans by the Spirit. Yeah. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Highlight those. Meditate on those. Be thankful that the Holy Spirit intercedes for your lousy prayers because sometimes they're lousy. Sometimes they're two or three words. You know, We don't know what we ought to say, but the Holy Spirit knows. He's, he's, trans, he's translating your words into something awesome through Jesus Christ to, our, to God. You know, so that, that's sort of incredible. And uh, so uh, God is the one who works out everything for our good. Um, and Paul emphasizes that God, God works out everything for our good. He brings about the good that comes to his people. Have you ever said, I had a good thought? Have you ever said that? I've, yeah, I've had a good thought. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to bring you up here. It's, it's, it's going to make a huge difference in your life. You know that? I've got a thought. Have you ever said that? I, 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 I. 
I'm so sick of hearing I, 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 I. What about God, 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 God? God has this in store for you. The scripture says this, right? You know, use scripture. Use the, the love of God in, in to season your tongue and speak to other people. That is so ex- exciting. Verses uh, 26 and 27. <clears throat> and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. No. <laughs> no one all these. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we got that? Yeah, sorry. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So there you go again. God is at work in us. You know, the Spirit is interceding for us because, uh, you know, in accordance with God's will. So when you're in, in, in tune with God's will, it's just amazing. You're, you're in tune with people around you. You're in tune with the Holy Spirit. You're in tune with, with Jesus Christ, and you're in tune with God. It's sort of all, it's a chain command. And it's so neat because then it comes down from God to Jesus to the Holy Spirit and out to all you guys. Right, the Holy Spirit is in charge. You know, God's at work. God's at work uh, for the good. Um, in the, did I get 26 and 26? Yeah, I already read that. Okay, 27 again. Has the Spirit, um, inter- as he the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with his, with his will. It's the will of God. Um, it is God that is at work in you that makes you good. You hear, this? You hear that one? It's God that is at work in you that makes you good. <laughs> Isn't that cool? You know, you know I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, I'm not a great preacher. I, I'm not. And, you know, I, I stumble over some words, and I, um, you know, I've been doing it a long time, but usually my sermons used to be 15 or 20 minutes long. Now they're, they're longer, but it's because it's for God. God is inspiring me for my own good. And he's, he's, he's giving me these scriptures and the words to say, and, uh, you know, so it's just amazing. Romans 8, 37 through 39. No, Paul says, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord you know that's that's just amazing amazing and you know and I repeat again if God is for us who can be against us yeah I mean that's just amazing key point number three you have Jesus on the line <laughs> that's a funny one right you have Jesus on the line this is a private family joke that Diane uh, we used to watch the dream team and in, in the there was a preacher in the dream team and in the uh, movie says you got Jesus on the line. Jesus on the line. You know, the preacher said. And so Diana and I never forgot that. So we would always say, we got Jesus on the line. We got Jesus on the line. The kids have probably heard their mother say that. And, and she, she loved saying that. You know, she, she sort of loved that movie. And, but what Diane was saying, and it says a lot, that uh, Jesus never stops listening, and she never stopped talking to Jesus. She, Jesus never stops listening, and she never stopped talking to Jesus. You know, it's same with us. Jesus never stops listening to you. He's always, when you get the Holy Spirit, he's always in tune with you. And then you're always talking to him. And it, it, it was cool what Diane always would say. And um, so, again, we'll read uh, Romans eight twenty eight. 
<laughs> and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You know, I love reading that scripture over and over again because it just reminds me. It gives me peace that surpasses all understanding. It's just amazing. Uh, you know, so it's cool. So notice, um, of, all, of, all, of those who have loved him, who have been called. Notice that part. Of those who love him, who have been called. Um, you know, you got Jesus on the line. He's calling you up. Okay? <laughs> He's calling you. He's calling you. Deuteronomy uh, 6, 4 through 9. I really, I, really, I love this scripture. And, uh, and when you, you, says, you see here, O Israel, replace here, replace O Israel with your own name. Okay? As, as you think about this scripture, replace Israel, O Israel, with your own name. Here, Rick, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord with your, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Incredible. Um, and, and of course, most of you all knew Diane, right? You all knew Diane. And uh, she, she was just a phenomenal woman. Uh, she couldn't get out very well. You know, she couldn't get out very well. But she lish, listened and talked to God all the time. Just like Deuteronomy just said. Talk to God all the time, along when you're walking along. And, and God's commands were in her heart. You know, she impressed them on her Husband, me? <laughs> I like that. You know, she, Diane impressed me with God's wisdom. All the days, 51 years that I, I was lucky enough to be married to her. Her wisdom and her love for the Lord impressed me. And not only did it impress me, it impressed uh, Nick, Angie, and Jackie too. Right? Nick, Angie, and Jackie. You know, Diane's words, prayers, uh, love for the Lord impressed her. She talked God at home. And wherever she got out, got out you know, and uh, you think about what we just read. What, talked about him at home, and whenever she got out. You know, she lied down a lot, but she was always praying up to God. She wrote them all over her room, you know. If you've been into her, her bedroom, scriptures are all over the walls. You know, it's pretty cool. You know, she, she, she's, what we just read in Deuteronomy, she did that. And it was cool. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that didn't go, didn't waste, come, fall on deaf ears. It, it, you know, God inspired each one of us to, to go above and beyond anything we could ever done. You know, and she shared Jesus with everyone, which is cool. You know, whenever she came here, uh, wherever she went, didn't matter. She, she had that smile. She would share Jesus wherever she went. Now, Jesus called Diane. And she never stopped. And, yeah, she had Jesus on the line. <laughs> Jesus on the line. Read uh, Deuteronomy 7, 8 through 10. Because it was, uh, but it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out of with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He's 
the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Wow. You know, it just keeps getting better. You know, if you have been called by God, he is faithful. And you all got Jesus on the line. I know you do. Yeah, he's called you. He's called you. Um, but you know, uh, 10, and we'll read 10 right now. Uh, but those who hate him, he will repay to their face by destruction. He will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. So is a, all of a sudden there's a turn, uh, you know, all of a sudden we're ex- real excited, but then those who do not know him, those who hate him, he will repay to their faith by, face by destruction. You know, that, like I called, said last week, that should cry out to us how we need to reach out to the lost. You know, because we don't want anyone we love to go to hell. You know, that's got to be a priority for us. If we're walking by the Spirit, you know, we, we, we will know the words to say at just the right time, in the kind way, to those who need to hear it. And so that, that speaks to me a lot. Um, and I don't want to, you know, see anybody go to destruction. I don't want to see that verse right there. Man, that's scary. So, have you been called by God? Read Romans eight twenty nine through 30. Here we go. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. You know, hear that verse right there. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. A lot of times we say, oh, God knew me from the beginning. I was going to be with him. But he called you for more than that. He said, be conformed to the image of his son. Right? <laughs> so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters and those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Wow. You know, there's another highlight for Romans. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on. You know, the, called, the call will be um, conformed to the image of the Son. You've you got to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. He expects you to be conformed to his image. <laughs> You get, you get high, we got high standards. It's not just to sit in the back row and sneak in at the end of service. You know, God has a high standard for you. He really does. He's called you to be the image of his son, to be transformed by the renewing of the mind, right? to be transformed all the time. You know, Paul had a great, I really appreciate what Paul said earlier. And that, he took giving to another level. And I, I appreciate that because that's being transformed. That's doing above and beyond what most people would say when they get up front. And I appreciate that to no end. And that's what being transformed is all about. Brothers and sisters, how glorious is that that we've been called? You know, I, we've been called to something really special. The called will be justified. <laughs> right? And also, you will be glorified. He will glorify you. <laughs> Not only does he justify you, he said, oh, yeah. I justified Rick. He's all set to go to heaven. He's going to glorify me. He's going to glorify you. You're going to be, uh, when you get to heaven, you're going to be beaming from year to year. You won't, I mean, it's just going to be incredible. Can you imagine that? Um, you know, can I picture Jesus glorifying me? I, I can't, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's just, you know, you know, better than any coach ever did. You know, it's, it's going to be tremendous. Uh, so let's read Philippians uh, 3, 12 through 14. <clears throat> Here goes Paul. You know, Nick read something great by Paul earlier, and uh, you know, Paul just inspires us to no end. 
So here he goes in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained it, all of this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me, called you, heavenward in Christ Jesus. Yep. Amazing. You know what Paul is saying to us right now. So sort of some key points I want to bring out. Number one, do you love him? Yes. <laughs> Were you called? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to press on? Yes. <laughs> right. We have to forget what is behind us. You know, we really do. Uh, you know, and it's not easy. Listen, you know, I, I stand up here and say stuff, and I know that's not easy. You know, it's never easy to forget what's behind us. Sometimes it's great things behind us. You know, so it's, it's really not, you know, you sort of take all that great wisdom you have and, and move forward with it. Move forward with it. And the pain you had in the past, you learn from it and move forward. You don't dwell in that pain. Maybe that pain might inspire you to, to do greater things. You know, so that's what Paul is saying. You know, I strain to- forward. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, he has a divine plan for you, just for you. Uh, 828 again, we can all memorize that now, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So keep point number four, his divine plan for you. Notice according to his purpose. Okay, notice in 828, according to his purpose. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's really important to me um, because each one of us has a purpose and it's according to his will. You know, I might be a great athlete. I might have been this and that. And, you know, I might have spent a lot of time doing this and that. But I, I wasn't doing it according to his purpose. You know, I wasn't giving glory to him. I was, giving, I was using all of my natural born talents to coach kids. And it was good. You know, it was all really good, and, uh, and I tried uh, mixing in God. But, you know, most of the time it fell on deaf ears. hate to tell you, but the girls I coached, uh, very few, I don't think hardly any came to the Lord. You know, so, but because that wasn't according to his, his purpose was for me to teach Bible study. His purpose for me was to preach whenever I could. His purpose for me was to, in, in, uh, in Rick and Diane's, go pray with somebody. See, that was his purpose for me. And he has a purpose for you, right? You, know, you can't just mix in the world and mix God in. It's got to be God number one, according to his purpose, and he'll, Henry's barbershop, he will, uh, he will do things amazing in that barbershop because Henry's putting him first. He's got that Bible out, he's, he's doing, so it's incredible. Now, when we work for, for God, for his purpose, according to his purpose, read Hebrews 10, 23, to 25 with me. <clears throat> Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promises faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another in all the more as you see the day approaching. Another great scripture. Um, uh, you know, it's, you have a divine purpose. I know you do. 
Um, but number one, we have to hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Unswervingly. You know, that's a mouthful, but we have to hold on unswervingly to the hope we profess. <clears throat> we have to do that. You know, so what does that mean? It means to me, um, I got to find a way to praise God first thing in the morning. You know, um, right now I'm uh, trying to get my health back together, so I'm on my exercise bike for 20 minutes every morning listening to the praise music. And that's helping me to hold on unswervingly to the hope I profess. It energizes me. It gets me going. It's, it's, it's just, and then I go into prayer, and then it all naturally all flows. So I'm holding on to whatever I can, unswervingly, to Jesus Christ. However you can do it, you've got to hold on with everything you've got. Because why? Because God is faithful. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing it from, you know, I ain't doing it in my power. God is faithful. He's working through me. Um, you know, but faith, we have to, by faith we have to hold on to what God has in store. Are you always thinking of ways to spur those you love to Jesus? Are you always thinking about that? You know, that's, again, we just read that. Are, are you thinking about ways to spur one another on? You know, it's what great about a husband and wife, children. You know, we were very blessed our family has spurred one another on. Yeah, we really have. You know, it, it, you know it's sort of, bo- you know, it's funny because most of us are athletes. Diane wasn't, but <laughs> most of us are athletes, and because we used to die crazy, uh, we were, were competitive, but it was in a fun competitive way. It wasn't about who would win, but we all wanted to make each other better, and that's what it's all about. You, you want to make each other better in your family. You, you want your daughter or son to grow up and, and be a leader. You want her, her or him to make a difference in the world today, and nothing better than making a difference in the world for Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. Everything else will fall into place. You know, you know my daughter will be the greatest uh, guidance counselor because she put God first. You know, and, she will, and she will raise up nice sons along with her husband, sons and daughter. And so that, that's what it is. You know, when you're faithful and, and when you place God first, you're gonna, it's naturally you're going to want to share it. It's just, you know, like Tim, he just can't talk, can't stop talking about it. You know, it really is exciting to hear Tim talk, you know. He did no more one-word answers, you know. It's just incredible, and, and that's what, you see the transformation in different people around us. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, and uh, don't ever stop meeting with the saints. Um, you know, we need to worship him in spirit and truth, right? We talk about that all the time. You know, we don't, don't miss coming to Bible study. Don't come, miss coming to church. You know why? Because the spirit even in this small room today, is alive and well. It's exciting. It's, it's coming. Everybody's smiling. And, uh, and I haven't preached too long, so it's, it's really going good. And, and even online, I think the Spirit is talking to you. And I, even more as the day approaching. Right? When Jesus comes, we all want to be ready. We want all our children to be up there. We, we're going to go. I'm going to go visit my mother, my father, uh, Diane, her mother, you know, the, with a day approaching, I'm going to get to visit all those great saints. Apostle Paul, Moses, it's going to be exciting. When the, day, when the day comes, we're going to go get to see all those great heroes of the Bible, including our own heroes, right? So the day's approaching, so don't give up 
coming to church. Don't give up going to Bible study. Don't give up what, you, what you've been doing. Keep working on it. And even more, as I said, the day is approaching. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 9. Here we again, Paul's talking to Timothy. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Yeah. <laughs> give me the gift of God. I can feel it. The flame. It's coming. I'm getting hotter. I'm getting hotter. I'm getting, I'm getting more excited, you know, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the, Spirit of God, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power. It gives us love. It gives us self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. As Nick read so well, Paul was a prisoner. Nothing could hold him back. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. <laughs> this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Wow. Amazing. You know, it just keeps getting better and better. We could preach on for a couple more hours, but... Uh, <laughs> Verse 9, he has, call, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. Uh, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. He has a divine plan and purpose for you. He really does. You know, um, and I want us all to stand for a minute. Actually, for, forever. No, just stand up. Come on, stand up. We're going to read Romans 8, 31 through 39 together. Nice and slow. Nice and slow, because uh, I like to read it slow and let it sink in. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No! In all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs> all right, we're going to sing the song of imitation. Holy Spirit. Thanks.